As you can see, we've got a lot of welcoming uh, to do this morning as we have quite a few special guests with us today. And it's an honor to, first of all, welcome back my good friend and yours, Father Paul McNulty, who is the chaplain of Christ the King High School. And they have not yet started back to school because they're not in Rowan County. So he still has some free time and called me up on Friday and said that he was open for the weekend. It would be okay if he came by to say a Mass. And I said, yes. So it's great to have Father Paul with us this morning. And also, you may notice that the seminarian assignments for the summer have come to an end. And so we welcome back home our dear friends Darren and Joe Waswa back to their home parish. It's always so good to have them with us. I mean, it's like a regular clerical party up here. It's so great um, to see all of them with us. And and just with that in light of, you know, the gospel this weekend, you know, I've been thinking about this one time when I was still pastor at St. John the Baptist out in Tryon. And I remember it was probably like the hardest weekend I had there as a priest. And the funny thing was, it happened because of the fact that that following Monday, I was going to be going on my big family vacation. And I was super excited about it. I knew I was going to be leaving after the last Mass on Sunday. And it was one of those really busy weekends where I was going to have, you know, the morning Mass on Saturday, I think a wedding on Saturday, then the evening Mass, the three Masses on Sunday. And I remember I said to the seminarian who was assigned to me that summer, just got to get through six Masses and then I'm on my way on vacation, you know, just got to get through this and I'll get there. And, you know, it was funny because those were probably some of the hardest Masses I've ever said. And I just want to say as an aside, I love celebrating Mass. I hope that's apparent even though obviously today I've handed it off. But nevertheless, you know, it's, it's the center of my life. And yet, I wasn't really thinking about what I needed to do that weekend, what, you know, the center of my life was. It was like just pitching things out into the future. And I remember after the second of six Masses, I said to the seminarian, just, I am so tired. Like, this is just so hard. And he goes, you probably shouldn't look at it that way. And I thought, wow, that's uh, some pretty good chiding from the guy who's a future priest. But it was so true. You know, it's funny how sometimes we can make things difficult when we're not paying attention to what's right there in front of us. In a way, as our Lord is telling us to be prepared, to look at what's going on right in front of us and right now. Because it's so easy sometimes, I think, to just sort of forget about either our vocation or just all of the gifts of the present moment. Sometimes we sort of pitch things off into the future and forget about what we're required to do right now. And obviously, that does not make life better. In fact, it makes it far worse. I'll tell you one quote I want to share with you this morning because I think this sums it up so well. And it's from a book I know I've shared with you before. It's by C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite authors, who wrote the book Screwtape Letters. And that's where this quote comes from. And it's always a little bit disorienting when you read Screwtape Letters because you have to remember it's a book that's basically devils writing to each other about how to make us fall. It's a really unique perspective. It's still a book I highly recommend because it does give a lot of just amazing insights. And what I want to quote for you now is about these devils talking about us and our experience of time. And just remember, when they refer to the enemy, they're talking about God. So once again, a little disorienting, but it helps a lot. This is what they write to each other. The humans live in time, but our enemy destines them to eternity. He therefore, I believe, wants them to attend chiefly to two things, to eternity itself and to that point of time which they call the present. 
For the present is the point at which time touches eternity. Of the present moment and of it only, humans have an experience analogous to the experience which our enemy has of reality as a whole. In it alone, freedom and actuality are offered them. He would therefore have them continually concerned, either with eternity, which means being concerned with him, or with the present, either meditating on their eternal union with or separation from himself, or else obeying the present voice of conscience, bearing the present cross, receiving the present grace, giving thanks for the present pleasure. It is far better to make them live in the future. Biological necessity makes all their passions point in that direction already, so that thought about the future inflames hope and fear. Also, it is unknown to them, so that in making them think about it, we make them think of unrealities. In a word, the future is, of all things, the thing least like eternity. It is the most completely temporal part of time, for the past is frozen and no longer flows, and the present is all lit up with eternal rays. Hence, nearly all vices are rooted in the future. Gratitude looks to the past and love to the present. Fear, avarice, lust, and ambition look ahead. And so the thing is, as you, you know, think about this time of year, right? Here we are in Rowan County, where we started school ridiculously early. And I've been sort of like belly aching about that for a while, because summer was so incredibly short. And it's funny to me how many times I think I've said in the last couple of weeks, well, May will come pretty fast, right? And it's so easy sometimes to sort of like pitch those things into the future, but we cannot do that. You know, we need to focus on what's going on in the present moment. It's in that way that we're vigilant, that we light our lamps, that we gird our loins, which is basically like the equivalent of rolling up our sleeves and diving in to what's going on right now. Because when we're always looking ahead, we forget about all of the graces of the present moment. We begin to abuse what's going on by either just neglect or even like coping mechanisms of I've got to get through. And so what do we do? We binge on food. We binge on booze. We binge on Netflix, right? There's all these different things that we cope with because we will not pay attention to the present moment. And yet, it's right there where time meets eternity. It's right there where if you look at the rewards from the gospel, what does the Lord say he's going to do when he comes? He's going to have those servants sit down at the table and he's going to wait on them. Think about what goes on at this Mass. Jesus Christ literally comes to us, waits on us by doing something better than just serving us a table. He gives us himself. And if we don't slow down to recognize that reality, recognize the grace of the present moment, to see the many ways each and every day that he loves us, we miss a whole lot. And then we start to fall into those traps of not being ready for his return. All of those traps of abusing what's around us and eventually falling deeper and deeper into all sorts of problems, despair, disorientation, all sorts of bad issues. And then we're not prepared at all for when he comes. Our Lord loves us. He loves us right now, wants us to be attentive to him right now. And if we're not careful, we're going to miss out on a lot. And just in line with what I'm talking about with the school beginning in 
finally kind of being appreciative of the fact it just takes the kids coming back, right? I mean, once they're here, it's wonderful. And on Thursday, just to tell you a brief story in conclusion, we had our first all-school mass of the year. You know, our 8.30 mass, it's wonderful. I love it when the kids are here. But apparently, it took a little bit longer than normal. I didn't even notice, but I'm that way. So uh, the kindergarten has not started coming to mass quite yet. It takes a couple of weeks for them to sort of get back into, into the rhythm. And then they sit with the 8th graders to make sure that the 8th graders are good. And so, you know, as we wait for that to happen, they are out on the playground playing, and when mass is over, the first graders join them over in the playground. And Mrs. Goodman, one of the kindergarten teachers, said to little Ailish in the first grade, Ailish, mass was kind of long today. Did, did father go on a little bit longer than normal? And Ailish said, father can be rather talkative. <laughs> so in light of that, I will wrap up. But there's so many wonderful treasures, right, that are around us all the time. Our Lord wants us to be attentive to the present moment. Don't put all of your hopes and everything else in the future. Pay attention to right now. Be ready. Be vigilant. Light those lamps. And remember, our Lord comes to us each and every day. In that way, be attentive to him who comes to us right here and right now. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now. Amen.